Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. Oh, God. I almost forgot the name of the podcast. You almost forgot your name. I'm like, This is Josh. It is Tuesday, October 25th. It is a horrible, gloomy day mm. here in Ottawa that gloom made Eric be late. So yeah. now we're running late. A day that will go down in infamy. Probably not ever. But the buses, we got, well, people who live here would know. The train is down and has been down for, jeez, oh. for, weeks for sure, if right, not months. Right, right. And so now instead of the train, they have like a ton of what they call R1 or Route 1 buses, which essentially replaces the root of the, not the root of the problem, unfortunately, which I guess it actually does because the root of the problem is the train itself. But anyway. So they're just a ton of these R01 buses. We used to have a Route 1 bus, which was not the same as the R01 bus, but we used to have that going up bank. It doesn't exist anymore, to my understanding. So now, I didn't even realize what these buses were the longest time. I'm waiting for a bus, and I just keep seeing R01. I was like, are you going my direction? Like, I don't even know what's going on here. And so... I did accidentally, well, I deliberately got on one of those one time to get to Blair Station or one of the stations, and it was packed with people. It was like a sardine can. It was horrible. And isn't the whole point is they have a bunch of them, so they're not packed yeah. with people? Well, and they these are like supposedly every, I don't even know, five, ten minutes or something like that. Or I, I'm never doing it again, ever again. And even there was a double-decker one yesterday, that, and it killed me not to take it. But I was like, no, I'm not getting, it was the first time I'd ever felt not safe during the pandemic, like in uh, public transit. I've heard that from a couple people to throw OC transport under the bus. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> that, under the, under uh, the train. <laughs> that, yeah, like the whole point is like, oh, we've got a whole bunch of buses, so you don't got to pack on, and we're only letting on a certain number of people, and the drivers aren't following that, I guess. Mm, I, so. I don't even understand, because like, uh, th- like, they just kept letting people on, and I'm like, I get that as a passenger, you know, when a bus is coming, like, you're waiting for a bus, you want a bus, you know? like, But in these cases, I'm like, you're, we're literally having one of these every five, ten minutes how is it helping anyone like i mean yeah sure you're in a hurry but you could be 10 minutes later maybe or so i hoped today anyway it's just a long boring distraction yeah so eric thinks that eric doesn't realize <laughs> that it's pointed out that he still doesn't care about the podcast it's That's bad it's bad but then it, i don't even know what the hell happened like it's just like no you can't up. trust i don't even bother look i haven't been on a bus in years but i don't even look you just walk to the corner and hope yeah. for the best and then we bumped into Melissa, who was here super early. Yeah, the opposite of my problem. Opposite of you. And we're like, what are you doing here? You, your shift doesn't start for half an hour or 45 minutes. But then we had to chat with her for a while because poor Melissa, her mom was just in a really bad accident. She's okay. She's back home. But it was one of those things where she had to drop everything and go to Montreal or outside of Montreal to go help her mom out. Mm. And we were listening to stories of her mom's horrible ATV accident. And then that she got to ride in a helicopter and have fun there. But yeah. Uh, at first, I thought she had a TV accident, and I right. was like, I don't understand. That. Oh, yes. No, the off-road vehicle, yes. And then Josh stole 30 minutes from her because she, no, <laughs> she was never... Although I did believe that it was... I was like, is she right? Like, this is a whole other twist. I was like, no, no, no. It was 1.45. You're half an hour early. Yep. <laughs> so that felt... I don't know if that made me feel better or watch worse. Whenever that happens, especially when you have a small crew, you just kind of do your best, and everyone kind of covers shifts and stuff like that, but... Mm. So yeah, so she's back. Everything's good. Yeah, and that, and that was uh, Monday night. That's terrible for me. I'm not even an emergency call on that night. I mean, that's my worst. Yeah, I wonder if we'll ever get you back. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if there'll, there'll ever be a night where we're like, please, Eric, I can't, I'm just come make popcorn. Praying it doesn't happen. Anytime I feel so guilty. Well, the other day, for, I think it was cinema when I was here, and Sarah was alone, and she did end up getting a lineup. But like, first of all, it wasn't that bad. And second of all, it's like, I literally have not made popcorn since March of 2020. Yeah, it was I the think. day of the lockdown. You and I worked the afternoon yeah. of closing down for the apocalypse. But Christy 
predates you by years. Oh, yeah. And Christy still comes in. That's true. Well, mainly, well, I mean, I guess but I can't rarely. say that anymore. I was going to say she mainly does the cartoon thing, but we don't even do that anymore. So I guess that's not even. She comes in, she's a trooper. So she'll come in and she doesn't have to. She has a real job. But once a month, once every three months. And for example, this weekend is Halloween weekend and it's bonkers. Halloween. Halloween. We love it. So she's coming in to help me out basically for a short matinee shift because we've got Rocky Horror and Cinema on the same night. Mm. And the aforementioned Melissa has another job. So she's working that night, but is coming in one of the other days of the weekend. It's just, I'm sure everybody has this, especially when you have a job like the Mayfair where... You know, it's a real job, kind of, for yeah. the employees, but all the employees often have another job or are in school, so you're really juggling and trying to make the best of things, and it's not like, you know, nobody is like, you work five days a week from nine till five. Like, when you have a job like that, that's your schedule. Yeah. But in this, and I make the schedules, I try to do my best to accommodate people as well. Like, if, if it's a night off where they have an event or they just need the night off because some family thing, I don't think we've ever in 12 years been like, no, you yeah. have to do this. It'll just be like, I work a night where I don't usually work or something like that. And I'm kind of down to now, like, I work the one night where nobody else can and come in for kind of helper shifts because now that we're back to a full capacity, I'll come in. For a tiny shift that a staff member might not want to because it's not worth bussing in half an hour and mm -hmm. then doing a two-hour shift. But I can get here in a few minutes and then work a two-hour shift and then go home, and I don't mind that. So, for example, The Shining on the weekend was the most people we've had in here since the before times. Mm. We had, what was it, 189 people? Wow. So our capacity is 325, so that still means that still plenty of seats, but... My job was basically I had my phone and I was zapping in the advanced ticket people. So we split the line where if you're buying a ticket, go to the box office. If you have your advanced ticket ready to go, come to me. And it, it helped a lot. Then we had candy bar doubled up. And so the night was not bad. Gwen texted me at one point right after the crowd came in and was like, how did it go? How many people was it? And I, and I just said, I don't know, but it felt like about 800 people. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and so it was 189. But... Man, that felt like a lot of people. And I'm sure everybody's going to feel that now. Like restaurants who haven't been at full capacity or we're seeing people going to sporting events now in big numbers. Mm -hmm. It's weird scheduling times right now because we're just trying to cover these really busy nights. But then our grown-up movies are still fine for two people to cover. Yeah. Because it's 30 people or something like that. Yeah, and it's all just like getting back into the swing of things. Like, you know, we've all had to do, you know, candy bar or, or whatever, manage whatever for like large screenings like it was normal like it was yeah. it's kind of how i feel about like going back to a five-day week which i'm not yet i'm still doing like one day from home but you know there's a lot of people who are sort of resistant to doing five days and it, it just almost feels like a different world when you're like you know we had to do this all the time like we used to have five days you know we used to have busy candy bars and busy whatever you know and so it's like it's just kind of like it feels like a lot more pressure now just because of having to worry about the health implications or whatever like that make sure everyone's following the rules stuff like that you know so yeah and it'll greatly switch and i keep hearing rumors but i don't think they're anything more than rumor i think of Somebody saying like, oh, in March, we're back to normal. 
Yeah, someone said that. I don't but know. I don't know where that comes from. I, so it's, yes. it's in the air, but I don't know if it's any legitimacy to it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, someone, uh, one of my coworkers said that, and I was just like, I mean, that's cute to yeah. hope that, <laughs> but I just, I, I don't see how that's possible. Even if everything breaks perfectly well, I, that would be great. I'm trying to be like positive here, but I'm just like. I don't know how you can look at the last two years and be like, that's the date. It's March. Right. Everything is back to normal. Especially when back in March 2020, we were all like, ah, we'll be back in April. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my coworkers slant on it was like, oh, yeah, so everything's back to normal in March. I bet all those people will be upset they had to get the COVID shot. And I was like, I that's don't. That's not how that works. That. Yeah. Like, I was like, I don't, I don't know if you think that we can, especially like as government employees, I'm like, they wouldn't not like reverse you know because like right now it's mandatory and the 29th i think is the date where like which is coming up where like everyone has to you don't even have to show proof yet but you have to say you did it to right. the point where like if it, it turns out you didn't you're gone because it's basically yeah. perjury you know so yeah 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 so that's kind of where it's at now and i was just it's like oh yeah all those all those people will be upset and i was just like well they wouldn't have a job so i don't think that's how that works <laughs> that mindset is like i just drove half an hour without my seatbelt and wasn't in an accident <laughs> All those people wearing seatbelts must feel stupid. Yeah, <laughs> like, find a new angle. Like, like okay. that's funny. Yeah, so and it just, I don't know, the whole thing is kind of ridiculous. And But yeah, no, I don't think, I'm certain that there are people who are upset that they had to get the shot. But I mean, for the vast majority of us, I think it was just sort of like, yep, like, had to happen. It's a oh, help. Yeah. And I don't regret it in the slightest. You know? No. But our friend Sam, who I was hoping could be here today, but he's still... I think he's still in New York City today. So he's the first human that I know who actually traveled in these specific times, these tiptoeing away from COVID times. But he and his partner went down to New York City and his Facebook pages is filled with thousands of amazing photos of him in New York. Mm -hmm. They went to see a Broadway show or two and they're all in masks and you can see like in the background all the other people in masks. I'm curious how that went because he did tell me that it did involve... Some extra COVID test for both he and his boyfriend that cost $400 US, I believe. What? So I'm like, wow, you really wanted to go to New York. That's because insane. On top of the plane ticket, the hotel, yeah. the Broadway tickets, it cost them an extra 800 bucks US to get all these... I don't know what that was. I think it might have been some kind of... Like 400 each? Each. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I, I, wow. I, I think that was some kind of like fast pass COVID test or oh, something wow. like that. But... I'm like, is that what the athletes have to get every time that they're flying all over yeah. the place? Or like we just had Fan Expo in Toronto, which I didn't go to because I'm still scared of crowds of 20,000 people. Yeah. But that had some celebrities who I'm sure were coming in from Los Angeles or whatever. But yeah, so traveling's kind of back open. And then I think next month, Canada gets like it's you have to. It's going to be a vaccine passport mm -hmm. which makes sense to me sure yeah. you know and that was a thing before with various countries if you were going to visit you had to get shots and stuff like that man that's insane so was that just because they were going to broadway shows and stuff it wasn't or was it to literally to fly in there at all i think that was just to go i think man. and then i'm sure at the broadway shows and i bet you they had to research this i wish he was here because he could answer yeah. all these questions i'm sure they had to show vaccine verification when getting to the to the theater. Yeah. And what I would have been scared about is if they looked at the Canadian one and were like, what's this? But I'm sure they were smart enough to research that. I know they got in. I, I saw the photo of them mm -hmm. in the crowd. So it seems like it's happening, 
but it's an effort and it's going to cost you. Wow, that's that's something to look into. I definitely, and I know that there's been some. Uh, I know like Devin Sawa was in Toronto filming that Chucky series, and he got okay. his shots in Canada. Right. And so then when he went back home, there was some. I think it ended up being fine, but there was some like rigmarole about that. I think he did what I did, and maybe you did. I mean, he got two different ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I don't know if that became like a weird thing where you had to like prove. Like I don't even know. The whole thing is what's well, like weird. <laughs> it seems like it's more and more of a possibility, but I have. On the horizon, which is coming up fast, we're almost in November, but in February is the tail end of the Mystery Science Theater tour, the latest MST3K tour, and they might be adding more dates, but currently the last two dates are in New Jersey and New York City. And I want to go to one of those. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see what the new year brings. Man, maybe not for 400 US. But exactly. Uh... <laughs> I, like, like Considering the ticket is $35 to see the show, <laughs> like... I don't want to pay 400 extra dollars just to go. But I think that was just a now thing. I think maybe those vaccine passports that are coming, mm-hmm. those actual vaccine passports that are coming, and somebody said something about the borders, but same thing where it's like the states doesn't like the mixed ones. So, yeah. you, But then there might be a third shot you can get to be like, oh, Oh, yeah, I've geez. got three. But then know? they'll be like, well, actually, it's just two. So you still need a booster, even though you just had one. But we yeah. don't acknowledge it. And you're like, what's happening now? I think it's going to happen fast now, fingers crossed. But we'll see in the next days and weeks what more news comes. But mm-hmm. I think I wasn't paying attention. Has not been announced? But I think the restaurants in Ottawa are going back to full capacity or that announcement is about to come. I, I'm so off on these things. Like, I, I don't I haven't heard that officially. But like, I mean, that doesn't mean anything. So, yeah. So, yeah. So anyhow. We had 189 for The Shining. It went well. I don't think we started super late. I think maybe like five minutes late. Mm-hmm. There was a bit of a candy bar lineup, but those people, not to disparage them, but those <laughs> are people who got there at nine o'clock for a nine o'clock show. And at that point, you're like, yeah, you might have to wait in the candy bar line because you just got here. Yeah. So there was people coming in. These kind of folks, I think, don't care about the movie. They're just out. <laughs> They're just yeah. happy to be out. Because I think, Two different small groups of two or three people got to The Shining as the trailers were finished, like the movie was started. And they didn't seem upset. They were like, okay, they went in, they were fine. I hate that. I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to start a movie 10 minutes in. Yeah, even if it's something you've seen several times, which yeah. I imagine most of the people... I mean, there's got to be newbies every time we screen it, I would think, just based on the law of averages. But Yeah, I'm always fascinated by that. There's always new people, whether it just be... I mean, we show that every year, so it's not a great example, but there's always somebody who is now 16 years old, is now 20 years old, or just hasn't seen the movie, you know, didn't see it the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So there's always somebody in there for the first time, which I think is cool. But then there's many people who have seen it two dozen times. Yeah. And you think it's a 40-year-old movie, so there might be somebody who's a senior citizen who saw it in their 20s 40 years ago. Movies like that are neat because there's always a mix of people coming to see them. I know for Army of Darkness, a group of teenagers, I felt that there's hope for the future. Because a group yeah. of teenagers were thanking me like, oh, thanks for showing this movie, sir. You know? Oh, no. <laughs> so I both felt 90 and <laughs> that, oh, that's nice that these kids are coming to see this movie. Yeah, seriously. We've got like the great bric-a-brac from that movie in the candy bar. So, I mean, you know, it's a yeah. whole vibe even still. Like, I feel like we should leave that up in November, December, January. But, you know. Yeah, we could just put, <laughs> put like a Santa hat on Ash. Oh, yeah. Maybe put some garland around the Book of the Dead. I feel like we have a Santa hat too somewhere. It looks like I I saw that. people taking photos with that as if they were at 
an art gallery or a museum. Wow, it kind so of that's is pretty a museum cool. in a way. Like I, I, the Candy Bar is my favorite museum here. It's still like you know. I mean, I think we could we should do because uh, we got the trap door there. We could have made that Evil Dead. Oh, we t- totally I mean, could have. It wouldn't really help. It's not <laughs> trying <safe>. to walk <laughs> in. Yeah. it's literally right when you walk in. But I mean, that could have been fun if you're like you know you pull someone under or whatever. I mean, it's starting to get a little. Uh, you're down there in a monster <laughs> Ted Raimi mask. That'd be awesome. Like I mean, if you time it right and and make them promise not to sue you, it would be a hilarious <laughs> gag. <laughs> So many injuries. Man, I'm crushing it. Usually I do, you know, the 31 horror movies for October, but I was oh, yeah. like, everyone's doing that. I'm doing 50. What? So I, last night I watched my 40th one. And I'm so I'm 50. Yeah, I'm on track to do 50. I don't want to jinx it. I still have 10 yeah. to go. And I don't even know. What is it? The Next 24th? Year you should I don't do know. 62. That's 50 is already, <laughs> to be honest, like there's been a few nights where I did two and I really should have done one or maybe none, but like they've mostly been good. Like there's been, I watched the, the Witchboard trilogy, which I'd never seen, but I'd heard of. I mean, I wouldn't say they're all good, but they were a lot of fun. And the third one, the bad guy had one of those voices, you know, just one of those voices where you're like, oh my God, I know this guy. Who is he? Where is he from? Like an Ironside type voice, you know? And then I was looking it up later and I realized that it was Alec King from Road to Avonlea, the father figure, you know? And I was like, oh my God, because it's just immediately when I saw it, I was like, oh yeah. And he did the voice of Professor X and the X-Men cartoon. I did not know that. I had no idea. See, I never watched Road to Avonlea because I was of the age of like, this isn't Star Trek. No, it sucked. Like we, <laughs> like, it was like my mom really liked it and wrote Avonlea. Or and she called it Anne of Avonlea, but Anne of Green Gables. Yeah. That always bugged me. She called it Anne of Avonlea. Anyway. Yeah, so every Sunday night, I think it was at like seven or something like that, you know, it was on it. Even as a kid, you knew it. What? Well, I guess it's good, quote unquote, but like, you know, it's not, you don't really enjoy it. But Was it on after or before Disney? That's a great question. It and was on after or before Disney on Sunday night. They yeah. paired it like the family night. Because I, I think, was Disney at six? Six? That makes, yeah, was it? It, it feels like, yeah, like Disney at six, Road Devonly at seven. Yeah. Simpsons at eight, kind of unrelated to those other two yeah, things, yeah, different yeah. channels. But it's just so, it's funny because like that's just one of those shows that's ingrained in my childhood Yet not something I would ever be like. I should watch that from the start, you know. Like I'm. I will never watch never. that from the start. <laughs> it's just, but it's cool, you know. Like because I saw Sarah Polly as a like baby, basically, and she grew up on that show, and then to see her become a, a writer director later was so cool. Like yeah, and now she's like one of our greatest filmmakers. Yeah. Like to, for me to like as a kid to be watching her basically my own age and then have her be in like Dawn of the Dead later in life that oh, I'm yeah. actually into. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. it's come full circle. Okay, let us chat about the movies coming up the week of Friday, October 29th. Halloween weekend. It's happening. So to get the non-horror films out of the way, yeah, in case you don't like... Heavenly, uh, character yeah, films. In case you don't like the spooky films, we still have a couple of great offerings for you this week. We have a movie called Asia. It's an Israeli film, a mm. mother-daughter movie about the daughter is sick, and it's about the family dealing with it and it's a drama but there's comedic elements as well okay thank god so it's kind of it's a heavy drama but it mm. has real life stuff in it some a bit of comedy to offset that i like yeah that. and it's like 90 minutes so it goes back mm. to this week we have three two and a half hour movies yeah which i don't like too including many today <laughs> yeah i guess that's why it's an early start today yeah the other movie i'm looking forward to is the eyes of tammy faye oh geez i didn't even know we got this with jessica chastain there was a point where she was the hardest working person in show business and she made light of herself where she was like, it's just coincidence where I happen to do a couple of effects movies, a couple of movies that sat on a shelf, a couple of low budget movies that came out really fast. Mm-hmm. So this is her playing Tammy Faye. It's a biopic. I've heard it is very akin to I, Tanya, where it's somebody who has been 
greatly vilified Mm -hmm. and this kind of shows her humanity but it's directed by michael showalter who i like a lot he's been involved in some really cool comedy stuff like this comedy troupe called stella oh that's why i know i was like i know that name i've been watching stella like right now for the first time ever in life i just started watching stella so he's one of the trio in Stella. And, and the state, I think he was involved the in. The state yeah. and Wet Hot American Summer. Right. But oh, then man. in the past few years, these are movies that were both at the Mayfair. He directed two really good movies. One called Hello, My Name is Doris, hmm. which was with Sally Field. And The Big Sick, which got a bunch oh, of wow. Oscar buzz a few years back. Jeez, I didn't know that was the same guy. So yeah, so he's a really good comedic, dramatic director. So, yeah, so I, I look forward to this. It's a very interesting story. And Andrew Garfield as the, mm, the husband the and evil wife. husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I've been hearing rave reviews for this for like the last six months. I mean, even before it was released or anything like that, it's been getting tons of buzz and people have been talking Oscars and whatnot. For and sure. like, yeah, I didn't yeah. even really know much about what it was about like i I know of her but i'm kind of reeling now i didn't it it just kind of just popped out of nowhere it feels like but great for us yeah so then because some of these films are only playing for a couple nights we kind of wrap up halloween month and sneak into halloween epilogue month with a whole bunch of stuff so we have poltergeist as technically our last halloween month movie because it's on october 29th and then november 1st and 2nd and, you know, it's Poltergeist. It's yeah. uh, <laughs> What can you say? One of the classic suburban horror, maybe the suburban horror. We would need a 12-hour podcast to talk about Toby Hooper and Steven Spielberg and who did what on this movie. Yeah. You can go read up about that yourself. Many people, including Mick Garris, who was on the set, have come to the defense of Toby Hooper saying, no, Toby Hooper did direct this movie. Just Spielberg was young Spielberg at the time and was definitely there and had an opinion but it's a Toby Hooper film written by Spielberg, produced by Spielberg, that has a very Spielberg sense to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would want a guy like that on set to be able to bounce ideas off of, too, I think. Much like Indiana Jones with him and Lucas and stuff. Like For sure, yeah. You, you don't, there's no shame in collaborating, however much or little that is. Like, you know, it wasn't like Yui Ball or someone like that. Like, it's like yeah. one of the best directors of all time is on set. So it's like, pff, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, speaking for me, I'd be like all over any ideas he might have. And there was some, I think, I don't know, it was, I'm sure it was weird for all the parties involved with the publicity and everything, but years later, Toby Hooper worked for Amblin again and for Spielberg again doing some TV stuff. So they got back together and worked again, and that was cool. So, But it's also, it's funny, it's a PG horror film. It might not deserve to be a PG horror film, but this is from that era right around Temple of Doom and Gremlins and stuff that instigated going... We need something right in between PG and rated R. And this was one of the instigators of that. Because you watch this as a PG-rated film, and there's a few scenes where you're like, wow, really? (laughs) Yes. Oh, man, there's some terrifying stuff in that. Even still, like, it's just nightmare fuel, basically, I guess is what you'd call it. But yeah, like, when you really stop and think about it, you're like, okay, yeah, I guess I could see why that would be PG. But it's just, they do such a good job of kind of messing with you a little bit. Yeah. And now I was chatting with Lee about it, and he lives in suburbia, so he lives somewhere that could be haunted by something like this. Wouldn't that be good for him, though? Like, it's like free special effects? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So then we have 608, which is an exciting world premiere, actually. And the story with that is our programmer, Lee, bumped into a young man while he was out walking his dog, and this kid and his dad were out walking their dog, and they struck up a conversation 
because I think both Lee and Nolan, the director, the 13-year-old director, were wearing nerd shirts. And that's where they started having a chat. And it ends up that this kid has directed a feature-length horror film during COVID with his family. So it's super fun. What a great story. And so the Mayfair is hosting the world premiere on November 3rd and 4th. Man. So cool. That's what really a, neat. Yeah, what a story. Yeah, and I got to meet the, him as well. And I thought that they had been family friends for years, like just because of the vibe. It was literally for Lee's movie that we were doing some prep at their house. Okay. And so I still haven't seen Lee's house. Apparently we were around the corner from it, but I don't even know. I was in someone else's house, like this young director. And then so I also started up a conversation with this young director and like, just a fascinating kid, like really, really nice, nice kid, like great, super into film, obviously. And like, it was just really, for me, it was kind of inspiring when you see like younger people with that kind of passion and like that kind of drive. I, I just found it hilarious. Like just because the way that they interact with it, like he and Lee, like you'd think they knew each other forever. And I guess it had just been like a couple of weeks or like maybe a couple months or something. And what if 10 years from now he's directing bigger professional films what a great story that the Mayfair will be tied into his Wikipedia page. <laughs> I feel like you're putting in a like fundraising pledge right now just yeah, to sell, yeah. you know, don't forget, you know, if you I blow up. I don't know uh, what Nolan's working on now. Do you know, is he working on another script or is he? He must be. Like uh, uh, He seems very ambitious. So I wouldn't be surprised if he has another idea on the fire. Yeah, because I, I think he said that like he had already shot another movie or something, but it was a little confusing to me only. I was, I'm always confused anyways, but like in this yeah. case, he was basically like, I think he had already, uh, had been working on like a second project during that time and then they were sort of going back and like i think they they like tightened up for, i don't know if it's the movie we'll be watching but i guess there was like an initial cut or whatever you say and they sort of tightened that up a little bit and it, it's a little more like theater ready i won't say theater worthy because you know it, it already was but he's been tightening up that one but my understanding is like yeah there's another one in the can already and i'm just like man i don't even have one feature length movie like <laughs> i made like a seven minute short for fun and that's about the extent that i did yeah, so do come check that out. You're both supporting local filmmaker and supporting a local cinema. So you're doubling down on your artistic nobility. I'm going to be here opening night. There's a Raptors game that night, too. I'll have you know, and I'm still going to come opening night. That's how much I believe in this film. Are you going to, like, DVR <laughs> Listen. it and then la, 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 all the way home? <laughs> if the question is, could I watch it on my phone from the couch during the movie? Yes. <laughs> Will I do that? You know, probably not. That's Some kind of really a... sad part and you just jump up from your couch? Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the funny thing is, I'm assuming this is going to be like a nine o'clock movie based on the type of movie it is. Yeah, it's I, nine I... o'clock and it's 75 minutes. Okay. So nice and well, short. okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll be okay. Because yeah. yeah, I'm assuming, I think the game is ending like within 15, 20 minutes of the movie starting. So I'm uh, like, I'll be a good guy and avoid it. But because I was like, I could go the second night, but I just, there's something about opening night, you know? Yeah, and world premiere. Right. There's a vibe. Like the second night, that'll be great too. But do you yeah, know, so is gonna he going to be there both nights? He's going to be here both nights okay. to do a little QA. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to come Wednesday, then I'm working Thursday. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be really neat. And for him too, like imagine being a kid and getting to see your movie at the Mayfair. That's yeah. super fun. Yeah, he better not think he's getting my couch because I'm gonna, I'm coming early just to get <laughs> just that for couch. your couch. Be like, listen, I know you directed this movie, but it's happening for me. So then, finally, as the gods have seen fit, ah. we are wrapping up with the Rocky Horror Picture Show on Saturday, October 30th and the 31st. No fun edition. Our no fun edition. <laughs> our non-participation, just sit and watch edition. Oh, for the love of God, <laughs> please don't tear us down. Oh, geez. The le leave us alone edition, yeah. basically. Like. I think everyone gets it. We're going to tell everyone as they walk through the door just to be sure. 
I'm sure people are going to be maybe singing from their seats. I'm sure people are going to be cheering <laughs> like at certain under times. Their breath. Yeah, under their breath. <laughs> That'd be but so I just don't want a hundred people to flash mob us and to start throwing toasters around and making other people uncomfortable during these COVID times. Yeah, because like not to, I don't want to say like we can't really stop you, but like come on, yeah, like, we're, <laughs> we're not going to. So please just don't. I can't wait to be being booed as I introduce the movie and tell everybody to please don't have any fun. And that if they start throwing toast, I'm going to turn the movie off and drive this cinema back home. And yeah, we're seriously. not going to have any fun. Yeah, we can't even enjoy the toast. It's not like we're going to make sandwiches out of that. It's COVID. Come <laughs> yeah. on, like just don't. It's a waste of everyone's time, including yours. I think it'll go well, though. I've chatted with a number of people who have tickets already, and they get it. And yeah. it's one of those things. Like, you know, We're in COVID time, and we don't want to start talking about that more because that's depressing. Mm. But this is our weird compromise of pretend it's 1975 cosplay in your brain that you're there on opening night that you don't know the cues yet that you don't know to scream at the screen at certain times that you don't know there's a dance number in it and just kind of watch it and what's really interesting is you're gonna pick up on a whole bunch of stuff you've never noticed before because people are usually screaming during it that's kind of neat yeah but we're gonna we've so far sold about a hundred tickets a night Hmm. and our capacity is 325 so I don't think we're going to be packed as we once were, which is kind of okay, you know, easier to wrangle a little bit. But it's going to be a super fun night. And as a bonus on the Saturday night, this never happens. And this is only happening because this isn't a participation event that involves a live performance and cleaning up mm-hmm. mounds of garbage, <laughs> is we're doing cinema after it on Saturday. A rarity I know what the movie is. Oh, man. I found out, too, but only because um, I was kind of snooping around, I guess. But I know. I won't tell. Don't tell. I I would never. But, yeah, it's going to be super. Well, I mean, it's always special. I don't want to say, like, it's good. But but it's going to be super special. And to be honest, like, I don't know. I'm actually really excited about these screenings. Like, I know, like, I've only seen that one kind of curmudgeon-y comment that you had to deal with. (laughs) That was just, like, what's the point or whatever. Something to that effect. I'm just like, like, you really can't see what the point is. Like, you really can't see any joy that could be coming from just watching. Watching a movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, like, I'm like, I'm not getting involved with this because whatever, but I just, I think this is like, I don't want to say more special than the normal Shadowcast version because, like, that's amazing. You can't see the movie like this anywhere, ever. Anywhere. It doesn't exist like this. So just imagine how special our 2022 screening <laughs> with the Shadowcast will yeah, feel. Confirmed. But you, but you got to see this one, too. Yeah. So you can be like, oh, remember that time we went to see it and there was no shadow cast and we sat in our seats and didn't throw things? And still had fun somehow. <laughs> yeah. Like, man. No, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And, like, you know, you could easily say, oh, you know, the numbers are down because it's not the shadow cast. But I don't really think that's what it is. I think it's just no, it's I, COVID year. And on Halloween night, we may end up having to turn people away. We may yeah. sell 150 tickets on mm-hmm. Halloween night. We'll have extra staff on. We're going to have a couple members of the Shadowcast here to introduce things. Mm -hmm. It'll be a lot of fun. And you can still dress up. You can still eat candy from the candy bar, you know? (laughs) You can still buy stuff. You can still buy things. We like that. Get, you know, gift certificates for all your friends. Yeah. It's never too early. I think it's going to be super fun and and a weird thing to look back on, on the legacy of the Mayfair Theater that we pulled this off on a Halloween during COVID times. Yeah. And especially that Halloween night, I think the one-two punch of that and cinema is going to be awesome and like just such a, like a cool memory, you know? Yeah. 
So yeah, dude, come here. Or, I was going to say, or else. No, no, <laughs> it's else. not a threat. Just, <laughs> But you should come. It's going to be good. So we're going to wrap things up because I can hear that the staff has showed up and I just wanted to be out of the way before the staff showed up, Fair. which we failed. Nah, but it was close. That Melissa thing wasn't on us, though. Yeah, we had to be nice to Melissa. So thanks very much for listening, everybody. You can find us at mayfairtheater.ca and all the normal social media places. And we look forward to having you back in the cinema for Halloween weekend and for the months to follow as we get more and more safe and hopefully more and more open up and who knows what the next steps of the COVID safety stuff will be. But we appreciate you coming in these times when we can have in more than 75 people and yeah. maybe one day we'll, we'll be back to just pure normal. Not maybe, we will. <laughs> Our kind of normal. <laughs> yeah. Thanks again, everybody, and we'll see you next week at the Mayfair Theatre Podcast. Bye. Bye. If you need a double bill for your Road to Heavenly Horror movie, Aunt Hetty was also in Food of the Gods 2. Oh. It's a perfect pairing with Witchboard 3. You've seen all kinds of movies, but you've never seen anything like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rocky Horror Picture Show is wonderfully weird. I'm your new commander. You know I'm a prisoner. They're probably foreigners with ways different than our own. It's fabulously freaky. It's a trip to transsexual Transylvania. Rocky Horror Picture Show. From transsexual Transylvania. The story is strange. For tonight is the night that my beautiful creature is destined to be born. The songs are super. The scenery is smashing. The cast is completely crazy. This isn't the Junior Chamber of Commerce, Brad. There's a mad scientist named Frank N. Furter. Come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. And Rocky, his incredible creature. A bad crowd, but it was worse than I imagined. A sinister servant named Riff Raff. I remember doing the time war. And Brad and Janet. My name's Brad Majors. Just a couple of clean cut kids. This is my fiance, Janet Weiss. Touch it, touch it, touch it, touch me. I wanna be dirty. Eddie. Magenta. When shall we return to Transylvania? Huh? Columbia. <laughs> Dr. Scott. Great Scott! So give yourself over to absolute pleasure. See the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Let's do the time war.